Hello, and welcome to Skilling It. This is episode 13, Passive Aggressiveness. So we're going to talk about some origins and some solutions. So I am so glad you're joining me today. On this podcast, we discuss social emotional skills and practical self-care ideas with a biblical basis and current research. Together, we can become the unique and amazing people God intended us to be. I am Dr. Chris Wilson, your host. So here is a quote for today. I have a couple today. Uh, The first one, effective communication requires more than an exchange of information. When done right, communication fosters understanding, strengthens relationships, improves teamwork, and builds trust. Those are all amazing things. So our Bible uh, verse today comes from Zechariah 8.16. And it says, These are the things you shall do. Speak each man the truth to his neighbor. Give judgments in your gates for truth, justice, and peace. So again, today we're back at social skills, passive aggressive behavior. And that falls under communication skills. So I'll talk about what it is, how we get there, solutions for people with this behavior, and solutions for, that means solutions for us if we have this behavior, I need to clarify, or solutions for dealing with passive aggressive people. I have some links today. The first one is a book, Eight Keys to Eliminating Passive Aggressiveness by Andrea Brandt. And then there's an article linked, and that is The Honest Truth About Passive Aggressiveness by Stephen Whitmore. You can find these links in the show notes as always. And of course we use the Bible, right? So in episode 12, we finished up self-compassion with some ideas. If you get into a place where you're really hard on yourself, please go back to 11 and 12 and listen to self-compassion. But I'm going to start with a little bit of a story. And this, um, I've kind of told the story before, but it was back when I was teaching in jail. And there was one particular inmate that spoke in a way that really confused me. So to be honest, you guys, there's a lot going on in jail and it can be really overwhelming at times. Uh, So I couldn't quite put my finger on it. All I knew was that I felt confused and frustrated by this behavior. At the time, my daughter, my oldest daughter was visiting me and I told her about what was going on and she was like, mom, this is easy. That's passive aggressiveness. I'm like, what? Oh no, okay. So what is, I'll finish that story later, by the way, what is passive aggressive behavior? In this communication style, people appear passive, but they're acting out their anger in an indirect manner, often because they feel powerless and resentful. So they express this through undermining Um, the object, the real or imagined uh, focus of their resentment. Yikes! 
Um, so in the communication styles, generally we have submissive, aggressive, passive aggressive. Under that, I always slide in manipulative and assertive. And assertive is the goal. We'll get back to that later. So passive aggressive sound language sounds like Oh, don't worry about me. I usually figure things out on my own anyhow. Or, well, you always know best, right? Passive-aggressive body language may look, ha- look and sound like a sugary, sweet voice, hands on hips, facial expression is sweet and innocent, but sometimes these people stand too close or touch you pretending to be sweet. The listener who's listening to a passive aggressive person feels confused, angry, hurt, or and or resentful. This is not how we want our friends and loved ones to feel, right? Oh, I know this is a tough one, you guys. Hang with me because I have to tell you that uh, many, many of us are passive aggressive, whether we want to admit it or realize it or not, because of our culture. And I'll get back to that. So some characteristics of passive aggressive behavior, hidden hostility, agreeing to do something but not following through, sabotaging others, behind their backs, gossiping and complaining behind someone's back, avoiding direct conflict, rarely speaking up, and communicating in a way that preserves plausible deniability. Let me say that again communicating in a way that preserves plausible deniability. I didn't mean anything by that. And the listener is confused. But you guys, I have hope. First of all, I want to tell you where the roots of passive aggressiveness come from. Because there's hope. This isn't something we will on ourselves. It it really is a result of our culture. So living in a culture, um, some of the roots are living in a culture of hidden or suppressed feelings, right? Look at Facebook. Look at any social media. We are all so happy or we're totally angry. Who, you know what I mean? So we we hide and suppress our feel our real feelings. Uh, another root perception of powerless. Another fear that using power will lead to bad outcomes. And you guys, this these uh, some of the stuff comes straight from our childhood. We always think we've left it behind, and no, we have not. Um, so this often occurs when one parent was dominant and the other subservient that is the um, opposite of an egalitarian marriage also our social our social culture of hiding those negative feelings um, suppressed feelings lead to passive aggressiveness some of these feelings include loneliness anger sadness fear anxiety tucked away so neatly. Passive aggressives ignore feelings to avoid conflict. 
This helps us see why passive aggressive behaviors are indirect. As children, we learn to manipulate, act like this, communicate like this to get what we want. So how do I know if I'm passive aggressive? If you don't feel or express anger somewhat regularly, you might be passive aggressive. What are some signs that me or my partner is passive aggressive? There are a lot. Are you ready? Okay. Withholding praise, attention, or positive feedback when it's deserved. Failure to follow through when a request is made. Stalling when an important issue needs to be resolved. Gossip, which I already talked about. Withholding intimacy to punish. And I'm just gonna say women, that could be us, right? I think it might be rare that a man, male, will withhold intimacy to punish, but maybe I don't know. Here's another one, sarcasm. Ooh, the, the, um, the foundation, the meaning of sarcasm is the ripping of the flesh, right? We know sarc, uh, sarcomas, all sorts of things that have to do with skin, but that is the definition or kind of the root of sarcasm. In the communication field, I've said this so many times, sarcasm is viewed as hostile communication. Ah! We don't want to be hostile. Let's look at some more um, signs, okay? So engaging in sabotaging behaviors. I wrote a whole article on sabotage. Um, that's for another time. Responding with minimal words doing, uh, during important discussions. These responses, fine, mm-hmm, whatever, mm. Um, responding sarcastically about life others or themselves see in our society we we um, let that pass as humor but my question is if we, we take out kind of the intonations and the ha 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 at the end is it really funny um okay let me talk about more signs feeling frustrated disappointed or irritable a lot without reaching the point of anger Viewing most situations negatively, even when things are going well. Frequently making small negative comments that seem to undermine someone else's self-esteem. Feeling depressed frequently or for a length of time. Never saying no, always saying yes. Muttering and double messages. So the bottom line, sorry about that, is passive aggressive behavior is a way to express angry feelings in a seemingly non-hostile way, okay? So when we come back, I'm going to tell you how I handled the jail class, um, some solutions, and of course we're going to talk about what's in it for me. All right. All right, so 
what did I do about teaching the inmates? So my daughter helped me put a name on the behavior, which was so helpful. Unfortunately, I have to be honest, I was too late to do anything about it in the one class. But what I did do subsequently was I got Andrea Brown's book, Eight Keys to Eliminating Passive Aggressiveness. And I learned how to set uh, really healthy boundaries. And some of those included, um, you know, first day of class, letting the inmates know it will not be tolerated, um, you know, stuff like that. So what is in it for me? Here's what we need to talk about. If you're passive aggressive, and so many of us are, so many. So if you're feeling convicted, don't. This is more about hope, very much hope, right? Because again, we don't wake up and say, hey, today's the day I'm going to be, pa I'm going to be an, a passive aggressive adult. It's just our, so much of it is our culture, but there is hope and we can learn. So if you're passive aggressive, you can learn to communicate openly and honestly. And this is assertive communication. What we do here is get in touch with empowerment. We like ourselves. Assertive people are confident. They create fulfilling relationships and build trust. I love this one. They release positive energy. They're emotionally intelligent. Here is one I want you to feel in your heart, please, if you would. They respect others. They're aware of their own conflict style and the style reduces fear in others and creates autonomy. So there's so many things that are positive for us. So this is how Jesus spoke. He spoke openly and honestly. I think we see zero examples of Jesus being sarcastic. He never attempted to deceive through passive aggressiveness. God delights in the truth in our inner being. Psalms 51, 6 says, Behold, you desire truth in your uh in the inward parts, and you and in the hidden part, you will make me to know wisdom. So that's talking about uh what God would like to see in us. And I want more wisdom. I don't know about you. So if you live with or love a passive aggressive person. You can start with setting healthy boundaries, okay? And that talks about the way you communicate. It's not what we're not doing here is we're not fixing them. We're changing our style of communication. So you, we're going to do a little bit with assertive messages because passive aggressiveness equals weak emotional boundaries. And then... We can interact using mindfulness. Here is another thing we can do right here, and I love it. We can implement the fruit of the spirit when we're uh, the fruits of the spirit when we're dealing with passive aggressive behavior. So we see in Galatians five um, twenty two and twenty three, love, joy, peace. I'm going to come back to peace in a minute. Patience goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, 
self-control. So that peace is really difficult when you're dealing with an angry person. And we've already established that passive aggressive people have hidden anger. And so what I'm asking you to do is center yourself. Um, let's go back to that mindfulness. Know who you are in Christ. And then you don't have to allow that anger to be a, an emotional um emotionally contagious peace for you, right? So sometimes that may mean putting on your headphones and singing out loud, you know, praise songs. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what it means for you. I can tell you some of the things I've done and that is one of them. So if you are passive aggressive, try this. First of all, recognize your hidden anger um, and that will entail some self-awareness so that we talked about on episode two. Reconnect your emotions to your thoughts. Listen to your body. Communicate assertively. And reframe conflict. So next time I'm going to talk about conflict and trigger. So maybe we'll talk a little bit about reframing it. So much fun. Oh my gosh, you guys. So much fun. Okay, risks. <clears throat> Involved in delivering the assertive message, there are risks, right? That's why people don't do it. First of all, the other person will become defensive or insulted. There is pain involved with honest confrontation and creating personal boundaries. We talked about this in Bible study last week. Because not everyone uh, will like us. Uh-oh. Exercising willpower not to give in to our submissive or aggressive habits. Typically, we are not born assertive. Typically, we're one of the other styles and we really have to work at the skill of assertiveness. Okay, so let's talk about some of those skills and who are these people? Assertive communicators stand up for their own rights, express their personal needs, values, concerns, ideas, and emotions in direct and appropriate ways. Assertive communicators respect others while getting their own needs met. They are the opposite of passive aggressive people. This communication style requires a high level of emotional intelligence and some of those components include self-awareness, humility, and self-regulation. So, ah, so much responsibility, right? Um, so when we talk about assertive statements, uh, some traits of assertive communicators include clearly stating their needs and wants, really good eye contact, but not drilling your eyes into the person's head, Listening to others without interruption, so important. Go back to the listening class episode, sorry. Appropriate speaking volume, steady tone of voice, and confident body language. Um, so, four tips on communicating assertively. First of all, respect yourself. Your wants and needs are as important as everyone else's. Express your thoughts and feelings calmly rather than using silent treatment, yelling, or threatening. 
plan out what you're going to say. You know me, you guys, get a plan. That should, be, should have been my middle name, get a plan. Plan out what you're gonna say, write it down, try it on, look in the mirror, videotape yourself. Um, but these things, like I said already, they do not come naturally, we have to practice. And the final one is say no when you need to. Say it clearly and do it without lying. So here are a couple of examples of assertive statements, okay? I understand that you have to, a need to talk to me and I need to finish what I'm doing. Can we talk in half an hour? So let's talk about that. Could the person be offended? Well, everybody probably has a different opinion, but you know what? Yeah, they could because they're used to us dropping everything and talking right then. But that's their responsibility. We're not being disrespectful. We're being honest, okay? Um, Here's another one. This is an interesting one. I don't want to talk about Shira. She's a friend of mine. Now, could the other person be offended? Yes. We are calling them out on their behavior. We're not going to participate anymore. We're trying to change. But again, that is their responsibility, not ours. We're not saying, you're dumb. I don't know. You always want me to gossip and that's just from the devil. No, we're not saying that. We're saying, I don't want to talk about Shira. She's a friend of mine. Okay. So sarcasm is a tough one. Sarcasm can be really hard to interpret. It can use us, leave us confused, um, all of the things, right? So here are some responses when you feel like something has been, something has been said that's sarcastic. So hmm, tell me what you mean by that. Or tell me more about that. If the person was truly just being flat out sarcastic, they often won't want to expound. So I think it's kind of a good way to, um, you know, kind of really get to the root of that, right? So here is the best quote of the week. It goes to Pastor Crowder this week. Oh my gosh, you guys just hit me right in the heart. And what he said was, our relationships with others reflect our relationship with God. Oh, ouch, right? We always have our, you know, qualifications and reasons for why we're mad at that person and we treat them like that. But if we look at our relationships being a re reflection of our relationship with God, that <laughs> changes everything. Okay, so you guys remember the Bible verse, Psalms 39, 114. I am fearfully and wonderfully made, right? And the practice for the week is, this is not easy. So I do want to say this before <laughs> I talk about the practice for the week. When I teach a communication class, I've taught this so, so many times, I get so much pushback with assertive statements. People typically will, sorry, will start out really good and it goes downhill really, really quick. So my recommendation is first of all, to write it down. Second of all, use as few words as possible. 
If you can keep it to seven words, you are an all-star, right? Remember you're talking about your needs, opinions, wants, all of the things, but you're being respectful of theirs as well. So it's not, it's tricky. Okay, so your assignment for the week, begin a discussion about passive aggressive behavior with a loved one. Um, really, again, we talked about how assertiveness builds trust. So who doesn't want to trust their loved one? That's a, such a great place to start or kind of examine. Um, then another one to stretch you, begin to communicate assertively. Start with a simple request um rather than addressing someone's behavior here is such a simple request you guys and it's an assertive statement just because we're not in conflict doesn't mean um it's not assertive uh, i prefer here's my statement i prefer to watch call the midwife uh when your husband turns on rambo or your friend or whatever um okay i'm totally obsessed with call the midwife i'm just gonna tell you the truth about that but look it here's the thing Right, so here's my statement one more time. I'd prefer to watch Call the Midwife uh, rather than Rambo. You could say that if you want. Um, you might not get what you want, so have another plan in mind, right? Get a backup plan. We always have to have a plan, always, always. Next time, you guys, we're gonna uh, dive into conflict and our triggers are our hot buttons. So maybe we'll do a little bit of reframing conflict and uh, look at those hot buttons and maybe look at those a little differently. What do you guys think? So here's the thing. If this podcast resonated with you, please share it with someone you love. Also, you can leave me a message or rate this podcast. Oh, I would love a five-star rating, but rate me honestly. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, Philippians 4.13. I'm so thankful for you taking the time to listen. I'm done and you are skilling it.